0: You're listening to the Offscript Podcast. This is a little mini episode to introduce you to the person who will be sharing the hosting chair with me over the next uh, several months. Welcome to the studio, co-host Sandra Hannebaum.
1: Thank you, Mark Coffin.
0: This episode is all about getting to know Sandra before she takes over my chair for a little bit. But first, we have a few announcements to let you know about. I mentioned that we had an exciting new distribution partner that we were working with to get the podcast and the findings from our research out there. And if you haven't heard about it already on social media, I'll tell you about it now. Local Express will be working with the Offscript team to publish a selection of the stories you'll hear on this podcast. The Offscript column is being written by myself, Sandra Hannibalm, who you just met, and Louise Cockrum, the research lead for this project. Local Express is a journalist-run news site launched by the striking newsroom staff of the Halifax Chronicle Herald. They've been on strike since January 23rd, 2016. And at localexpress.ca, you can find free news, analysis, and opinion relevant to Nova Scotians, and, of course, you can find the Offscript column. So if you're looking for a place to get your news, check out localexpress.ca. There's no E at the beginning of express, just X-P-R-E-S-S. The Offscript columns at localexpress.ca are also a great way to share what you've been hearing in the Offscript podcast. Uh, podcasts are quite possibly the most sharing unfriendly medium on the internet these days Uh, but we obviously all like them and you must if you're listening to one Uh, so you can share the off script column instead and includes all the information that people will need to get to the podcast okay back to sandra So, for people listening, they won't know what I know, which is that we've worked together for a fair bit. Uh, Sandra was one of the people who responded to our call for volunteer transcribers that we put out to local universities and had on our website for a while back when we had kind of just finished doing all of these exit interviews. Dedicated volunteer that came in and did the excruciating task of working through uh, a lot of tape and and turning it into text for us that made it easier to analyze and produce the podcast. Uh, Then ended up working for us over the last summer, recently graduated from St. Mary's with a degree in political science and a minor in French. Yeah, we're lucky to have her with us for uh, at least the next six months or so to produce episodes of the podcast. And yeah, excited to have you on the team. Talented writer, talented narrator, voice for our podcast. Welcome to the team officially again for like the third time.
1: Thanks. I'm really flattered by all the things you say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't make any of it up. To get started, who are you?
1: Oh, well, I'm I'm a Haligonian. I was born in Halifax and I grew up elsewhere. And so I grew up obsessed with Halifax where I didn't get to grow up.
0: Why were you obsessed with this place?
1: I read some some fisher fiction that described the mysterious fog and <laughs> the the deep history associated with Nova Scotia and I thought I'm from there, you know. And also I'm a Scorpio and that Scorpio. means that I'm a water
0: sign. So. Oh. <laughs> Cool. Not everybody has that that strong a tie here uh, or or motivation to come here who didn't necessarily grow up here. So,
1: yeah, I I also read a a short book called Indigo about a girl who has webbed feet. And the whole book is building up to her finally going back to her sea people. (laughs) And I felt like that's me going back to Nova Scotia. And what was
0: the Fisher fiction you read?
1: Um, I don't remember what it was, but there's a lot of there are a lot of books written out of Nova Scotia where they describe the scenery and how the fog carries with it. All of these things like magical things. stories of the past or like ghosts. Hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like being one of our kind of volunteer transcribers? and having to do the excruciating task of reversing, rewinding, slowing down and listening to all the stuff that I guess people on the podcast or people listening to the podcast will be familiar with from, uh, hearing kind of like the excerpts, which really were only possible because we had so many people volunteer to transcribe. So we could, you know, find those gems that were kind of symbolic of the larger story. But like, how, how did that shape your understanding of, uh, what Nova Scotia politics is like.
1: Well, I didn't know a lot about Nova Scotia politics before I started. And when I started from this other side of it, rather than hearing about these people in the news and then, and then getting the intimate view, I got the intimate view. And then I had to find out who these people were. So... To me, it was absolutely shocking. And then I was all it was also informative because I was actually learning how the legislature works, which wasn't clear to me before. And it was good to know, listening to the MLAs, the ex MLAs, that they didn't understand it either. And so that was the perfect introduction was you're gonna hear all of these words and all of these processes, and don't worry, no one knows what it means.
0: Hmm. <laughs> there's a I think it's John Diefenbaker uh, but he was asked uh, to describe his experience like arriving in Ottawa uh, when he was first elected as an MP and he's like, oh the f-, you know you first get here and you're just like amazed at the place and all you can think is like how did I get here And then by the end of week one you're just like totally struck by a different feeling which is like how did everybody else get here? <laughs> Which is like a bit, I mean, there's definitely a a sort of a critical tone to the podcast when it comes to what Emily's did and didn't know before they got into it. But um, certainly not an uh, isolated comment from people who have been in the political system to kind of make comment about how unfamiliar people that end up having quite a bit of power are with the system that gives them that power.
1: Yeah, well, there there actually was a part of me that was really upset that they didn't know more about their own thing. But like the more the more you listen, the, the more people you listen to, the more you realize it's not necessarily their fault that they don't understand these things. There is no job description and you... It's it's actually like every other job. You think you know what the job is, you get there, and then everything that you end up doing is not in the job description, but that's your job now.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I mean like there's something definitely like systemic about it too. It's like the Howard Epstein in his book who I think he talks about it. I'm not sure if we've aired any of the clips on it yet, but it's uh, kind of shared that like sometimes it's very helpful for the party to recruit those types of people so they end up in politics not because they were sort of like this like overambitious person that sort of like ran towards power, but because someone kind of picked them. I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, community leader, very friendly, doesn't know much about politics." Like, true. Want him on our team because he's not going to be a troublemaker.
1: Yeah. That's I guess that's part of the reason why the etiquette is to wait to be asked mm-hmm. to run. It's like, we think you're capable of doing this, and we'll teach you how it works.
0: Right, right. <laughs> it's like, you're the, you have Jedi powers. We want you on our yes. team. But actually, it's like they have, like, dark Sith powers. <laughs> 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 this isn't this is unfair. It's definitely not how it always goes. But there's definitely an element of that around. Okay, back to you. Uh, so you mentioned you weren't that into Nova Scotia politics in terms of like keeping up on it before uh, working on this podcast. Uh, where do you I assume you follow it a bit more now? Where do you get your news about politics?
1: I like I like getting my news from Twitter because you can watch it unfold. I see a lot of headlines and I remember the headlines later and then I say, oh, I've heard about that, but I don't know any of the details attached to it. But most Mm -hmm. often I'm actually one of those people who counts. from from what I've learned from my class. I would be one of those people that shows up and they're in the news outlets stats as having been reached. (laughs) <laughs> because the impression was made. I stopped for three seconds on the post. hmm And then I clicked on something in the post. And I stayed on that website. So I was also converted to their website. That's good lingo. Yeah. And uh, so I actually read the articles. I actually, like, find the post, click on it, uh-huh. follow the link, read the whole article, go back to Twitter. And I actually stop on everything. So... Like, computers think that I am really impressionable (laughs) (laughs) because everyone's getting an impression. You're
0: like a social media marketer, like... (laughs) Golden,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: golden. Yeah, or golden I'm, I'm committed. Customer.
1: I'm actually like um, my parents because my parents think that everything that happens on the computer, they have to pay attention to it, and they, you can't just say okay or cancel. Like you have to. My
0: anxiety ball is just like totally just listening to language, <laughs> like shutting everything off, and yeah. <laughs> the opposite of how I use social media. But if it works for you, it works for you. Um, I like to stick to the, the podcasts. Halifax Examiner, which I know you listen to. Yeah. Um, power and Politics. There's not I mean, there's not a lot of Nova Scotia-related yeah. news. That's why I like the meeting.
1: Halifax Examiner a lot. Yeah, too. the
0: Weekend Review is a good feature.
1: Weekend Review? The Weekend Review. Oh, Weekend Review, yeah. Like the yeah. first part
0: where there's like dinky music playing. I
1: never really got the part where he gives us a word,
0: though. Oh, I love that yeah. part.
1: I'm like... Yeah, that's a word. Sometimes it's like, Don't touch my gorilla that's that's random and funny. I think it's
0: like um one of those things where it's like they have this expression called three percenters. Have we talked about this? Where it's like in The Simpsons they'll like have a really, really a joke that like is only for people who have a certain type of knowledge and in sort of like the back room, so like maybe it's like a joke about something that Michelle Obama said when she was on Jimmy Kimmel and you know a fraction of the Simpsons watchers will know that she said that, but it'll be like a joke and like the 3% of us that know will get it. We'll I feel like that's really what hard. the word at the end of that podcast is.
1: Yeah. Ex- yeah. You know, but well, we're all, we all watched the episode. We were all here together. Like
0: yeah, but it's, it's not, not an from inside the episode. It's from like, have you been paying attention this week? Halifax.
1: Oh, I thought, I thought it was always something they mentioned in the episode.
0: Or maybe I could be wrong.
1: I think the last the last one that I heard was definitely a reference to something they had actually mentioned in the episode.
0: Hmm. Maybe if Tim Biscay listens to our podcast, he will let us know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Clarify this for me.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Next question. What is the political issue that you care most about right now?
1: I I do have a lot of things that I'm really like, I'm really pumped about. (laughs) (laughs) I guess um, my big political issue is more about cynicism Mm -hmm. because there are lots of sides to every story. And if you're cynical on all the sides, then we never get to figure out what the story was. Mm. And so especially when it comes to, um, you know, Trump being the president, I think that Cynicism is what allows things like this to happen, and then cynicism is what allows this to happen again and again and again. And um, like you mentioned, Russell
0: Brand. Brand. Russell Brand.
1: Russell Brand. Like not. <laughs> this was in the
0: episode that nobody's heard yet. <laughs> 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 we just recorded before we recorded this. Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Russell Brand, who told everyone not to vote. That's, that's cynicism, no?
0: Have you seen the rant, though? No. Oh, you should. I mean, It's it, not cynical? It was like, don't vote. Let's have a revolution. The revolution cannot come from voting.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's kind of cynical because it's, it's saying, fuck it all. None of it works. And that's cynical to me. Hmm. <laughs> you know, it's it's saying, like, let's just do anything that's not this. That's kind of cynical. Right. Gotcha. <clears throat> like, there will never be an answer. Like, cynical is, Trump's just an idiot, and he doesn't know what he's talking about ever. And, you know, this is a joke. Because it's not a joke. He's the president. <laughs> so you can't escape that. Can so, he not be
0: a joke and the president?
1: Yeah, I guess. He can be a joke and the president, but his voters will never be a joke.
0: Right. That's fair. They are real people they're, with power.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, as as snobby liberals talking about how everyone else doesn't get it. Speak for
0: yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they're like... There are people who voted for Trump who are an actual population of working class people who have been damaged by the economy over the last few years. And, and as far as progression in rights, it wasn't for them. It's not like we have to help all the white working class people. So those are the people you haven't heard about in the last few years. And those are the people who voted for Trump.
0: And you're saying it's cynical to pretend they don't exist and just focus on how... Yeah, to keep saying, oh, is. they don't know
1: what they're talking about. They mm-hmm. don't know what they're doing. everyone They're just so misguided, and they should just see it like the way that I see it, because I'm right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's the last book you read?
1: The last book I read was The Dispossessed by Ursula K. Le Guin, who also wrote Tales of Earthsea, which was really good, too. And The Dispossessed is about... Um, it's about a society that starts off as one whole society, but um, tension rises up until there's a revolution. And in this universe, there's a nearby planet. It's not as good as Earth, but it's it's close, like physically close, but not. Close this
0: is like very topically relevant. Yeah. given that there's seven new Earth like planets. Oh, Just- yeah. 40 light years away from here.
1: Right. So this is one of those planets. And and when there's um, political division to the point that it's violent and there's great wars and there's only two sides, then you just go to the planet next door. So there's one planet that's totally communist. Everyone is absolutely 100% communist. The way that they talk to each other is the way that you would never speak. She, she creates this whole world where the, she lives the condition of being a communist and actually having a successful communist society. And then there's the other planet, which has a totally successful capitalist society and peaceful. And they're both just good whole societies, but they hate each other. And so the only issue that they have with each other is that they're basically racist towards each other.
0: I am very intrigued. (laughs) This is not a paid product advertisement for the Dispossessed, though. If they would like that, we are looking for advertisers. So you would recommend it to a friend?
1: Yeah, I would recommend. I've been recommending it to my boyfriend for months.
0: No luck.
1: No, he's busy reading about object-oriented ontology.
0: We probably will never have him in to talk about that. But please don't. (laughs) I have a. As you know, somewhat travel-heavy lifestyle lately, so I'm going to look for The Dispossessed on Audible. Uh, also not a sponsor of the podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> we need to look into that because I know a lot of podcasts are sponsored by Audible. So so I'm going to see if they have an audiobook of it because I'm intrigued. What, last question, what do you want to do once you get tired of hosting the Offscript podcast?
1: don't know about getting tired of hosting, but when I... Am forced to do something else. Well, (laughs) there's like a whole field of journalism called venture journalism. And no one knows what that really means, but it's business journalism. But it's not journalism about business. Venture journalism is addressing the fact that that um, newspapers are dying. And so new journalism will probably be a lot of um, small media organizations with like niche audiences. So that's what I would go for is just like creating creating a media company that's as big as this office
0: right which for those of you who don't have cameras hidden in the ceiling is it like a 15 by eight foot office maybe that's a generous estimate
1: for those of you who do have cameras in the ceiling please stop <laughs>
0: <laughs> and do you have any idea what niche you want to be in
1: no that's the hard part that's the whole hard part there are some easy ones that you could go for and then you could maybe not do that. Like I find myself being a a representative for, for like the feminist perspective or the perspective of race from the point of view of someone who's mixed. But I feel like those are kind of too easy to, to, to go for.
0: Easy from the perspective of like, it's your comfort zone.
1: I don't want to, I don't want to end up being typecasted so that I couldn't do something else in the future if I wanted to. Right. So, so some, I don't want to be like mixed girl rants about mixed girl problems or right. something, <laughs> <laughs> which a lot of people do like in, in, um, vlogs or things like that. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. As someone who has been typecast, I, not <laughs> as that, but as when we first started spring tide, we're doing like, uh, we did two projects about youth two different reports and then for like I mean still to today for like, but for like at least three years it was like every time somebody called us with a project opportunity it was like hey you guys want to get young people more engaged in politics and I was like well that's not gonna hurt but it's not really like we're doing this exit interview project we like to talk about electoral reform so uh, I, I know
1: I know that that bothers you a lot <laughs> but bothers
0: me so much <laughs> All right, Allscript listeners, you are in for a treat in the next few months. Sandra will be hosting a series of episodes in April that will all cover a particular theme, a theme that we'll let you in on in a subsequent special episode, but we're going to save the big reveal for a little bit later. Sandra, it's a pleasure having you on our team.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, we have a favor to ask you before you go. It would mean a great deal to us if you could take a few seconds to give the On The Record Offscript podcast a rating in iTunes. iTunes is the most popular app for listening to podcasts, so this, along with monthly donations, you can make to support the podcast at offscript.ca slash donate, is part of the recipe of making a podcast like this sustainable. You can make a rating in the iTunes app on your laptop or desktop computer, or from the podcast app on your iPhone or iPad. Thanks.